they really elevated us. They said, I mean, I remember um, the buyer saying, you know, Tabo, we're not interested in selling hundreds of products. You know, we're interested in selling thousands, you know. <laughs> did that scale? <laughs> it, it did. It did. Because, you know, we're talking um, in millions and we're talking in dollars, you know. Um, so so it, was, it was a new language for us. And so it, it, we had to really elevate ourselves. So any self-doubt had to die then. You know, mm. Because at this point in time, you're in the room. If you don't step up, you know, um, you look back and regret it. And, and we did. And fortunately for us as a business, we've always been people who pitch above our weight so that we can get there and then we can just pull bootstrap and pull ourselves up and, you know, fake it till you make it type of business. Welcome to the Mass Starts Up podcast. My name is Michelle Mudar. This is a podcast for Africa's opportunity seekers, problem solvers, future shapers, world builders, and entrepreneurs. This podcast is meant to be a platform to encourage, empower, and educate young people in Africa on entrepreneurship, startups, and business. Uh, my name is Tavo, and I'm a co-founder at Toys with Roots. Um, please tell me about Toys with Roots. Um, Toys with Roots is a business we started in 2015. It didn't actually start as a business. Um, my wife and I were uh, at a meeting or somewhere in Bedford View and we met a lady who was selling dolls from the boot of her car. She mm. was actually selling on behalf of a friend, we found out later. And at the time we had two daughters, we still do. Um, they were seven and three or so. And she said, you know, wouldn't you like to buy some toys? Speaking to my wife. She opened the boot and my wife became very excited. You know, um, at that time, we'd never really bought my kids um, toys because she was always wanted brown dolls for them. And so when from that excitement, she said that lady connected us with a friend with a friend. And um, my wife then decided, look, we're going to buy 200 dolls. Um, and so it wasn't a business. It was really a product. We took, got 200 dolls, went on social media, spoke to her friends, and we sold 200 dolls. Wait, wait, wait. So... You just off the whim, hey, this is an interesting product. Let's try and take, like, let's try and do something here. $200, that seems like a really massive risk. Uh, Yeah, definitely. But uh, I think just the excitement of the product and the fact that uh, it was the first time we had seen it, we knew that it was something worth exploring and worth risking. And so we did that. I mean, from 200, I mean, we took pictures on, you know, in the backyard, went to social media, spoke to our friends, and it was just only on a social network that we sold 200 dolls, you know, and we saw that, okay, there's really something here. But also, remind you, 2015 was also during the time of Roads Must Fall, you know, so there was a sort of a, a lot, an Afro, I don't know, a, a sense of, of, of desire for us as African people for recognition. I think that's that's really what, and for belonging, you know, yeah. with the fact of removing roads oh. and having us. And so it, it was a time of... of identity? Identity, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Time of people, all of us seeking to be accepted and identified and wanted, you know, the way we are. So I think riding on that as well. Mm-hmm. That's how we did it from a thousand, from 200, we bought a thousand. And from there we said, okay, from one product... Um, we, you know, now we need to look at how we can then create a business from this. So how are you guys actually selling the dolls at the beginning? Was it just social media? Were you guys using markets or anything else? Nothing. It was really social media and it went from word of mouth. And I mean, at the beginning it was good. I mean, it's the kind of business <laughs> it sounds I was good. <laughs> I mean, you literally, it, it sounds like something that just worked, right? It, it you did. buy 200 dolls, go on social media. Hey guys, we're selling these dolls. 
they sell. And then you go from 200 to 1,000 to... Yeah. So, so it, it sold and everything found us. I mean, at that time, the media was calling, you know, everybody wanted a piece of the story to say, mm. what are you guys doing? What's happening? What's this? You what know? do you think um, people wanted to hear or um, identified with with specifically the the toys you guys had that I think know. I think because we pro- we we were selling brown dolls and it was the first time that we I mean obviously there've been some brown dolls in the market but I think it was the first time that people could identify fine dolls which were sort of affordable and good looking you know and nothing scary and and people were also wanting their children to have toys that look like them I mean it feels like they've been rejected down toy aisles for too long you know, and so people were saying, you know what, this is something I want. And so we only sold on social media. We didn't have a, we didn't have an online store at the time. You know, we 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 didn't have, we didn't do markets. It was really people saying, give me two of these, and we just shipped them out. Give me two of these, four of these. You know, um, we sold. I mean, I remember we had a client from Finland buy 18 dolls that I, I think adopted like nine African kids or something of that sort. And so we were, we were shipping all around. It was just an exciting story. And I think what Black Panther was for us, I think three years ago in terms of the superhero, superhero space, mm. I think what we did with the Dormenta dolls at that time, it was sort of a similar um, space that we're playing at. Yeah. And, you know, in those early days of, you know, just 200 to 1,000 and going on social media, what were the things that you were learning um, around your entrepreneurial journey and business in general? Um, that business is business. You know, so what we started off with an exciting product, and I think that's, that's what happens a lot for entrepreneurs. You've got an exciting product, you've got a skill that you can trade, um, and you then decide to go into business. What you need to then look into is, is, is to the other skills, you know, the sh- that, that go into building a business, which is something that we hadn't looked at. So keeping the money, um, you know, the accounts, the, the marketing. Okay, at the time we had a flow from social media and that type of thing. But it's, it's all those things that we hadn't paid attention to that they don't tell you when you need to start a business, right? You know, um, tax and returns and registration and compliance and that type of thing. So at that time we had to learn very fast to say, okay, these things had to be sort of formalized in order for us to create a structure and to create something that's um, bankable that we can take forward. So those are the things that we learned early on while running in this business. Yeah. Um, Just to go back a bit, um, are you or your wife sort of focused on business? Like, have you guys gone through any training or anything like that? Um, So, uh, 2020 as we speak now, yeah, we've gone through a few things, but at that time we hadn't really. You know, um, I'd run, you know, my background is um, video production, so I'd run a video production business before, but at that time I was working, so, you know, I was working in TV, you know, because business was tough, so we hadn't really gone into any training, but ever since then we've done maybe not formal training per se, but I mean, you know, we've gone through some programs, you find mm-hmm. your kickstart your boost kickstarter you you know a few um i think um standard bank used to have the incubator there we weren't really incubated but we attend the programs you know we yeah. attend startup grind so networking with other entrepreneurs and so that's really how we built our business um knowledge and uh, and grew ourselves yeah and you know taking it from you know you have a formal job um and then trying to do the side hustle Right, so it starts off as a side hustle, but what's that transition you have to go through as a person, but also as a business, 
to transition from that side hustle to like, okay, this is a business business now. Yeah. So, I mean, we had to go through a few things. So, first of all, because we started with one product, um, we then decided to say, okay, we don't want to be a necessarily a doll company selling one product. We wanted to create a, a toy company. So that's how we created Toys with Roots. So the first thing we decided to say, who else in this space is creating these products? So at that time, there was Mom Pim Poppy, you know, they were getting a lot of traction. So we found similar entrepreneurs within the space and we, we brought them into one platform. That's when we created Toys with Roots. That's when we started creating an online store. We said, you know, it's a one-stop shop. You can come here and you can find toys for, you know, all parents. Because at the time we'd found parents were saying, I've been looking for this type of thing. I couldn't find it. And so when people did search, they'd find one product. If they didn't like it, you'd have to search again, find something else. So we said, let's curate a basket. And we created this Toys with Roots store. And so from there, um, as it was starting to gain traction, the challenge became time. You know, we wanted to grow. I said to, to my wife, um, I remember, I don't know if you remember, when we were growing up, Sasol used to have filling stations at every station. So you go to a Caltex garage, you'd find a Sasol pump. You'd go to mm. a BB garage, you'd find a Sasol pump. So because we had started off wanting to compete with the retailers, your Toys R Us and your Hemleys, and we found out it's very difficult. Retail is a very difficult business. So I said to my wife, you know what? Maybe we should then adopt that Sasol model where we create toys with roots within, you know, your Hemleys and within your Toys R Us and, you know, within your toys when we create this space for products that celebrate African children. And maybe if we grow and we grow to that, you know, to that space, we can create our own store. I don't think we'll go that route anymore. But um, <laughs> we did decide to go for the going into store business. And that's where the challenge came in. Because the buyers that we wanted to speak to, those type of people are not side hustlers, you know. Um, those people are there between nine and five. And if you are there at nine and five, then you can't, you know, expand and grow to that level. So we had to have a serious conversation with my wife to say, look, <clears throat> how do we then, um, try, you know, move into the space of growing the business? And so I had decided, okay, maybe then I would leave um, my work to focus solely on 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 growing the business and finding distribution within retail. Yeah. And funny enough, the first people I spoke to were, um, were Shoprite, mm. because in our eyes we thought, you know what, this is a, a ideal retailer, you know, within the spaces within the market and the people who want to speak to, you know. Mm. So, but we didn't know what we didn't know at the time. This was 2017. Yeah. Um, so where when did the name come from? <laughs> My wife, really? um, my wife came up with the name. My wife, she's she's a very creative person. Um, uh, she's very musical, loves to write, loves to sing. Mm. Um, she's in she, she's in great in marketing. She handles our social media. So she's a very creative person. So um, she came up with the name somehow. You know, you know, our toys um, for you know with roots, ro- you know, roots and rooting our children, wanting our children to be rooted. Um, and so that's how that 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 came about. She brought up the name together of Toys with Roots. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to know that. <laughs> but um, it's it's really interesting just seeing that transition that you made from just like taking a chance on you know two hundred dollars, taking a chance on a thousand dollars, and then going on social media, and then this journey that you're plotting where you guys now look at retail and how we can distribute and what you call the Sasol model. I'm just going to call it the Sasol yeah, model yeah. now. And um, you mentioned ShopRite. Um, you know, this podcast, this episode specifically, is sponsored by ShopRite. Um, so ShopRite is again throwing its weight behind small businesses with its hustle competition, um, which is something that you were part of. Um, can you tell us more about that experience? 
So in 2019, um, I entered the competition. It was really by chance, right? So I was on I was on Twitter, as everybody is. Yeah. And I saw, um, and I think it was probably the first day the competition was on because it was the first time I ever saw it. So I assumed it was the first day it was on. And I saw the ShopRite Hustler competition. Um, uh, it was September. It was September when I entered. And I said, man, okay, I need to enter this because I've, I've been wanting to get into ShopRite. So I thought maybe let me enter this competition. Yeah. We'll get me closer to the customer, you know, to, to the person I want to work with. And so I did. And it just so happened, I mean, our product, like I said, aligns up very well with what ShopRite wants to do. And so I told my story, which was, which was genuine, what we do, our product, how I think um, we could uh, work with ShopRite, how we could align, and, uh, you know, taking a chance, really. And surprisingly, boom, I yeah. won. So um, I just want to tell you a bit about the hustle com- competition, right? So ShopRite is throwing its weight behind small businesses with its hustle competition. So 20 established small business owners will each win 50,000 Rand in cash and a short course from Get Smarter valued at 20,000 Rand, right? So the ShopRite hustle competition celebrates and supports South Africa's rich entrepreneurial spirit by backing small businesses that show creativity, ingenuity, and real promise to grow. Enter before the 4th of September by checking out www.hustle.shoprite.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. So I will be linking this into the description below, but I really want to hear from you what this competition meant for the expansion and growth of your business. So... um we in 20, sorry, it wasn't 20, it was in 2020. Yes, so we in 2020. So, it was, <laughs> so we did ShopRite, so ShopRite Hustle in 2018. Okay. Yeah, 2018, yeah. not 2019, that was last year. No, 2018, my bad. Um, so so the timeline makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, yeah, I, I mean, I entered the first time I saw the, the competition, as I said, and we won, you know. So first thing we got, we got 10,000 Rand. And the reason I mentioned 2018, 2018, we were launching our Songs with Lali CD mm. um, or music album, children's album, and we wanted to do a launch at the Brown Sense um, album, you know, wanted to do a great at the Brown Sense market. And so we used that money and we really needed it. You know, it, yeah. it was like just in time. So our, our launch wasn't the end of September, September 29th or 30th there. And so we used that money from ShopRite to, to fund, you know, that, that project as well. But also we got a, quite a bit of PR from it as well, you know, in terms of, I mean, I was on radio, I was on Lisedi, or you know, the, the, their team sort of got us out there and got, got our name and Toys with Roots name out then. That's mm. really what we needed as a small business, you know. Um, we had actually, funny enough, looked before for PR, wanting to do some PR, but the cost of, you know, wanting, what we wanted to do, it was, it, was, it was reasonable, but we didn't have the money, you know. Mm. So, and, and that's really the challenge that we had. So when we won this competition, it was sort of like everything falling in line. So now we could get some PR paid for by ShopRite and we could get some, you know, the money from them as well to, in order to launch our, our campaign. And they also, um, uh, Get Smart, we also launched um, um, uh, a crowdfunding campaign as well. Mm-hmm. You know, for, um, with the help of ShopRite, they did a video for us, you know, telling our story. Um, and they did some paid advertising on YouTube and were able to raise, I can't remember, between thirty and 40000 as well from, from the campaign. Mm. And sort of, you know, that retail transition, right? So going from selling online to try and get to reach the market that you really wanted, 
Um, what did that look like, you know, getting into the, the store and being able to sell your product in ShopRite, which is probably one of the biggest retailers um, across the country? Yeah. So we, we also paid school fees there, right? Because when... <laughs> school <I'm>, fees. Please <laughs> explain school fees because I want people, um, you know, entrepreneurs listen to this, right? And also people that are not entrepreneurs listen to this. What is school fees? <laughs> school fees is the price you pay for learning a lesson um, in the marketplace, yes. right? You know, so you could have been in school, but you weren't. You went to the marketplace and you had to learn that lesson as well. So we did. And what we learned is that, so, I mean, we know every entrepreneur, nothing sells themselves, sells itself. And so when we're at the market and I'm talking to you and you're looking at a range of toys with roots, you know, it's exciting. I can always engage you. But when you're standing, when you're on the shelf of a ShopRite store, you're competing with everybody else, with everything else in the market, right? And so therefore, you, need, you, know, you need to know your messaging needs to be clear, your packaging needs to work, your, your, your product needs to work. So it's, it's, a, it's a bigger, it's, a, it's the real world of the marketplace that we stepped into, you know? Mm. So, you know, where a lot of um, entrepreneurs are incubated and, you know, what incubators are trying to do is to protect you from the elements of the world. We went into there and we faced the elements. And so... Um, we, we learned a lot, but we also learned how to do business with a big retailer, which is one of the biggest lessons for me that I really appreciate. You know, so we learned how these guys think to increase our thinking to thinking at their level of thinking. You know, uh, I mean, these guys, I mean, ShopRite does billions of dollars in revenue, you know, and here you are doing a few hundreds or few thousands in revenue. So you have to now elevate your game. And so they really, really helped us, you know, in term, to understand other retailers. I can speak to any other retailer now. I understand how they think, what they want. Um, uh, you know, they also have KPIs they need to meet. So it's not about sentiment of, oh, wow, this beautiful product. But it's about a product that works within the market. Yeah. And what are the sort of challenges that you faced in making that transition into a bigger business and speaking at that level you know, of a shop, right? And saying, hey, guys, look, we have value to offer and this is what it looks like. What are the challenges that you sort of had to overcome, whether it's in yourself or within yeah. the business, um, to really step up to that game? Yeah, so um, we we spoke with ShopRite in 2017 the first time. And I said we didn't know what we didn't know. So in other words, we came with our own little thinking, saying we've got these products, you know, we can give them to you at this price, and, you know, you can do this, you know, we've got a few hundreds of them, you know. And, and so at that time, the deal didn't work. And so in 2018, when we got to engage with them now, you know, we've got the hustle competition and now we're speaking to the buyers, um, they, 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 they pulled us up. I can really say that. You know, they really elevated us. They said, I mean, I remember um, the buyer saying, you know, Tabo, we're not interested in selling hundreds of products. You know, we're interested in selling thousands, you know. <laughs> did that scale? <laughs> it, it did. It did because... You know, we're talking um, in millions and we're talking in dollars, you know. Um, so so it, was, it was a new language for us. And so it, it, we had to really elevate ourselves. So any self-doubt had to die then. You know, mm -hmm. Because at this point in time, you're in the room. If you don't step up, you know, um, you look back and regret it. And, and we did. And fortunately for us as a business, we've always been people who pitch above our weight so that we can get there and then we can just pull bootstrap and pull ourselves up and, you know, fake it till you make it type of business. So, um, but, but I will say um, 
with with much gratitude to the ShopRite people. They, you know, they really, really did help us out in way we didn't understand. They explained it. This is how it works. This is how we're supposed to do it. This is how we want it. This is how we package it. You know, um, this is how the the windows we wanted. And I mean, we work. They work at price points. I mean, they've been doing retailing for I don't know 40, 50 years. So they really understand the consumer. They really understand the price. You know, they know if it's supposed to be 50 rand or 99 rand. Or you know, they work at those things so diligently that mm. it really helped us in even in our business when we look at our ranges and we look at our pricing and we look at our product and our variety then we start to think okay what would what would work for consumers and and so so for us it it, it this the hustle it really paid off the competition really paid off yeah yeah um in terms of the way you guys work now um do you look at the retail business as being your main business or is it the online version of things um what works um, very strongly for you guys. Okay, so uh, let me just mention that today is uh, August 2020. Yes. Uh, we've just had uh, COVID the lockdown, we just lockdown had COVID. And, you know, and, and. exactly. So last year, um, we thought the retail business was a big business. We had the big plans. I mean, that's where the big money came from. Um, and then COVID happened and then it was lockdown. Uh, but what happened, funny enough, though our retail decreased, our online business shot up like 421 percent. Yeah. Um, uh, you know the stats say online um, on our site. I mean, everybody's looking for these things, so so it really helped us. It got us out there, and it's also helping our retail business now because now they know who we are. We can always refer them to this is where we, we can also find our products. But it it really helped us. Um, our online store is doing performing way better than it's ever performed. Mm. So I'm not sure if I, I'm I'm really so mad at, at COVID because um, our online store only doesn't, not only performing better, it means pe- more people are knowing us. So, which mm. is more important for me, you know, being known out there. I mean, we've been around for five years. I still meet people like, I've never heard of you guys, you know? And in yeah. your world, when you believe your own PR, you think you're doing well. But it's really, <laughs> it's really humbling to know that there is a space where you are not and you need to keep communicating and keep well. educating mm. and, and, and keep getting the message out there. Yeah. You know, I, I kept saying, you know, throughout this whole lockdown and COVID, I said there would be winners in this crisis. And it was something that I kept saying mainly because I realized, you know, there might be a lot of bad happening, but there was good as well. And, you know, I feel like entrepreneurs and creators always find the right way to navigate and you sort of learn how to operate in these different worlds that exist in the same time. And we were having a chat earlier and we were saying, you know, entrepreneurs have to die a a thousand deaths and, you know, you keep resurrecting yourself to really build up again. Um, What would you say was a difficult time in your guys' business where you didn't, you know, you weren't so sure if it was going to happen, if you were going to come back up again? There's been so many. There's been so many. But I, for, for us, this year was during shutdown, lockdown in, you know, March, April and May. Mm. We didn't trade. I mean, um, so we we canceled everything. We canceled our online store. Every bill we could cancel, we canceled. You know, unfortunately, there are things that you can't cancel that and, and, and you need money for and you don't have money. You have no revenue. You know, um, all the reserves that we had, we had spent, you know, during the month of... Um, April, now you're going into May, um, and it's a really, really difficult uh, environment. Actually, if we didn't at that time have great relationships with our suppliers and didn't have that time have stock on hand, 
we would have gone out of business, right? Because mm. we didn't have any money to resurrect and restart the business. Um, and so that was really, really, really a tragic time. But it's been many times, I mean, there's so many discouraging things that an entrepreneur goes through. You know, um, one of the, the, I think the biggest one being no revenue. But the, 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 there are many other things that we come across as entrepreneurs where you feel, I mean, it's lonely, you know, especially during this time of, um, of COVID, I mean, we used to go to Startup Grind, you meet other entrepreneurs, you know, who are crying the same cry, like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not alone. Yeah, you can all cry together. You know, yeah, yeah, it's cool, <laughs> you know. And now you're sitting there thinking, you know, and, and, and it's so disheartening because you look at TV, you see the government, everybody's getting like these PPE tenders, you're like, man, I could have been those guys, some people, you know, and here mm. we are doing nothing, you know. Um, and, and we've worked so hard to build this thing to this point. Mm. And even where we are is still the beginning of where we want to go, you know. Mm. Um, and so, and so it, it, it can really be discouraging. But what I think for me um, and, 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 and my wife, who's my partner, what really encourages us is the fact that we're doing something meaningful. You know, I mean, every time we go on social media and we see um, parents of all races, you know, saying, you know, my daughter has got, I bought this doll for my daughter and, or, or my son, and they're saying, you know what, mommy, it looks like me, and they're having that play. That's, that's really, really encouraging. And, and for me, it's the future I see in my mind. And it's and, and so hard to reconcile, right? What I see, it's, it's so clear, it's so vivid, this company, this business, um, and, and my reality right now, mm-hmm. you know, that's where one can really become discouraged and feel like, I don't know, but what, what I encourage myself in is the vision that I have, you know, of this future business that we are building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what sort of keeps you going in those times, right? You, you mentioned that whole, you know, we go to these entrepreneurship events, you find entrepreneurs that are going through what you've going through or they've went through it before and now they're okay. You can find ways to cry together and go, hey, look, um, this is how I solved this, you know. But in this time of isolation and closed, you know, hey, you need to focus on what you're doing. What keeps you inspired to still show up the next day and go, hey, look, we need to keep this going. And you show up the next day and the next day and the next day. For me, we love what we do. Um, as I mentioned, I, we love, I love, I love what we do. And I mean, I also look at um, international companies. I mean, we com- I'm looking at companies like Mattel and Hasbro and these big toy companies, you know, and I look at... Um, the, the the stock prices and you see Mattel, you know, sales have decreased by, you know, a certain percentage. Maybe the the increases have been on their gaming and their online business. And and what what that tells me is that we we're going through the same thing at different scales. You know, so these guys are also losing sales because of lockdown. These guys are also, you know, maybe gaining on the digital platforms that they already have. But but we're going through the same thing. So the big guys and the small guys are going through the same challenges, you know, albeit at different levels. So for me, that 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 keeps me going to say, okay, so I'm not alone, first of all. Um, and, and also the passion and the love for what we do and the encouragement from the market, the people. For me, the biggest encouragement is somebody buying. You know, you can come to me, Mash, and say, yo, man, you guys are doing great work, you know. Um, and you can, somebody can say, yo, you know, we love what you guys do. But somebody who never says anything and buys a product, you know, that, that tells me something. You know, that tells me, okay, yeah, we're doing something. You know, even if they never send me an email and never say something, but they send us a picture um, of a child with a product, that for me keeps me going, keeps me saying, okay, we are doing something that people want. You know, that's really my encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you see for yourself um, as well as your wife? Um, 
as the future of your business and you know what are the dreams that you guys had i know like i'm sure when you started out i don't think you would have seen um you know i i can't imagine buying 200 dollars and going okay this is going to work yeah. right yeah and then you have that second doubt of okay we bought a thousand now mm, mm, mm. that's the second dream and yeah. then the next dream is like okay let's create this platform yeah for toys with true roots and value and identity yeah and then okay we've got a national retailer stocking our stuff mm-hmm. all these are so many different dreams what's the next one so for our next dream i mean one needs to remember our our purpose so toys with roots was created as a platform right for parents to source things that intentionally and beautiful celebrate african children um we believe that children need to be represented in the books they read um toys they play with media they consume um and 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 the like so for us would be to expand within the category so right now we're in the toys and even in a small section of the toys but we'd like to expand within the category so we'd like to see ourselves um when the backpacks we'd like to see ourselves um creating animated stories and series um we'd like to see ourselves creating um children's content as well so our 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 dream is to become a a full encompassing um child if if i can say that toyco um and and a children entertainment company that's really where we'd like to see ourselves grow and expand towards yeah and i think that's such a important mission to have and it's a mission i think um that's worth fighting for um what message would you have for say a young person um you know whether it's a kid you know who doesn't necessarily see himself in the toys that he plays with whatever it is and he's looking at his environment and he's he looks at entrepreneurship as the way that he wants to sort of change the world and he wants to build something he wants to create something he wants to sell something he wants to provide some sort of service yeah. um what message do you have for a kid like that that's starting right now it's it's possible um it can be done uh, believe in yourself uh, and and sometimes we do fail you know um, but it's not the end of the world continue on the journey. I think uh, one thing I've learned about entrepreneurship is that it's a continuous learning journey. You 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 never know, you know, it's because it's not routine, it's not a pattern. And um, there are obviously uh, disciplines that you need to have. But I think if you've got the determination, the self-esteem, uh, you you can do it. Thank you so much, man. Sure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'd like to say thank you to Tabo who was so open and honest about his journey, um the challenges that he faced, the learnings that he had, but also the partnership that he had with his wife in order to build this incredible business. Um please check them out at www.toyswithroots.co.za. It's really amazing what they're trying to build and it would be incredible to learn more about their journey and see the kind of products that they have. Thank you so much to our partner ShopRite for making this podcast happen. Um it is really really incredible to see the work that they're doing to empower and enable entrepreneurs in a really meaningful way. So the ShopRite Hustle competition celebrates and supports South Africa's rich entrepreneurial spirit by backing small businesses that show creativity, ingenuity and real promise to grow. 20 established small business owners will each win 50,000 rand in cash and a short course from Get Smarter valued at 20,000 rand. You can enter the ShopRite Hustle competition um before 4 September 
by going to www.hustle.shoprite.co.za. T's and C's apply. Thank you guys again for listening. It's really, really incredible to learn more about entrepreneurs that are doing incredible things. Please share this podcast if you feel so inclined. I think it's really, really important that more entrepreneurs learn about these stories of entrepreneurs that are going from, you know, small and, you know, just trying to make things work and bootstrapping and building out things that they believe in to really getting to you know, much larger stages and much larger platforms to really make a much bigger impact. Thank you guys so much.